0: It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast. Today is uh, Monday, September 13th, 2021. As always, appreciate you spending time with us and being uh, with us on the show and uh, making the Believe in Sports Law podcast the number one sports law podcast in the world. So thank you again for that. So this week, we have a very interesting show. We're going to be talking about sports betting. We're going to be talking about the effect of sports betting uh, when it comes to, you know, anytime you introduce something new into a market or there's a market explosion of something, you have this idea that, you know, generally there's going to be uh, the need for uh, regulation. And so in the uh, Murphy versus NCAA Supreme Court case that was decided in 2018 that overturned PASFA, the uh, Gambling Prohibition Act, essentially, uh, once that happened, there has been a huge push into uh, sports betting partnerships. And so what we're going to be looking at today is restraints on partnerships and sports betting and what that looks like. Because in its current form, uh, sports betting has really just grown exponentially uh, there. And it seems to be that there is no stop to it, uh, which is good for business. But of course, we need to be asking ourselves uh, the tough questions as well. Right. And so uh, for episode uh, 37 of season three, we're going to be talking about restraints on partnerships in sports betting. So. Throw out a couple of numbers out there for you. Sports betting advertising expected is expected to surpass a billion dollars in two thousand twenty-one. Just an astronomical figure when you think about where this was prior to two thousand eighteen, and how how much sports betting is becoming more and more commonplace. Right, whereas in the past you might see it—you uh, go to Vegas, you go to New Jersey—you um, know might be you know you hear about friends doing online poker you know, that sort of thing. But now it seems that it's everywhere. Uh, and part of this was introduced through DraftKings and FanDuel, the introduction of um, fantasy sports and the gamification of everything. And um, and of course, the Supreme Court decision in 2018 kind of changed all that. So again, sports betting advertising expected to surpass a billion dollars uh, this year. FUBU, which is normally the television streaming platform, as with many other um, networks and streamers like ESPN and Fox is, you know, starting, you know, whether it be a betting app or betting opportunities, Uh, we now have FUBU, uh, which has created a a FUBU gaming um, aspect to his business. And what FUBU gaming is doing is they're saying, um, you know, they basically want to get into sports betting, right. And so, uh, which is directly related to their streaming business. And so they have signed the first ever uh, sports betting deal with the New York Jets, the NFL's New York Jets. And um, now it's not the first sports betting deal that's signed with an NFL team, but this is the first that FUBU has signed. So again, it's a new player entering into the space. Now, of course, on the college level, this has been somewhat limited, right? The, the, the two deals that I have heard of so far have been Caesars Entertainment uh, which has purchased naming rights to the Fiesta bowl. And I believe there's probably going to be additional deals done there when it comes to bowl games, the bowl game season is just so big these days and there's so many bowl games and, you know, with the hopeful prospect that we're coming out of the pandemic and um, we'll be through um, the Delta at that point, you know, hopefully by January, February, December, January, February, um, you know, hopefully we'll have uh, uh additional bowl games and bringing back some of those things with, uh, with, with, with uh, full capacity of fans, but Caesars entertainment has indeed purchased rights to the Fiesta bowl, which is a big deal. Points bet signed its deal with Colorado. Of course, points bet is based in Colorado and they've, you know, they're fully um, embracing the uh, sports betting uh, aspect uh, through their legislation and creating a threshold there for what that looks like. But, Those are the two aspects that I have seen so far in college sports. So it's not been uh, as big in college and we'll get into sort of why that is, but that's kind of a landscape for you. Now uh, with any new market, there's eventually going to be a plateau or normalization once the appetite in the market has reached its limit. Right? So, but in the current form sports betting is growing, as I mentioned, uh, exponentially exponentially. Now there's some limitation in college athletics because the setting is one of amateurism in college athletics. And there's a lot of impropriety issues that go along with that. And of course, when you're looking at this from a standpoint that even professional athletes are not allowed to sign um, sports betting partnership deals because the impropriety issues, uh, you can see why that would be even further limited in college, where there's a little less freedom when it comes to, uh, these sorts of deals. And what I mean by that specifically is, um, or maybe I shouldn't say there's less freedom. I should say that it's similar because, you know, like the NFL PA or MLBPA, and the MLB and NFL are going to limit sports betting partnerships. And, you know, uh, generally, you know, specifically referring to the Georgia law with regard to uh, limiting anything in the sin industries, when you're talking about uh, sports gambling, Um, alcohol, cannabis, that sort of thing. There's going to be some limitations in in professional sports uh, in many ways works the same, although there's a little bit more freedom, but generally the players association or leagues are going to, are going to limit that. So, uh, but again, I think because the amateurism aspect um, there's going to be a lot less sports betting partnerships in college. I think at least initially, Uh, we'll sort of see how that plays out and we'll sort of see if the NCAA steps in to say anything, And of course, with the power of the conferences, particularly the Power 5, they may set their own rules as well as to what's proper. Uh, We did note in last week's show that the Pac-12 had hired a uh, Las Vegas executive with a lot of um, uh, gaming and um, entertainment experience. So uh, there is an option uh, to expand in that department. We'll sort of see how that plays out. Now, in the professional leagues, the partnerships have really ceased to slow down. There's been no slowing down. Uh, Every professional major league in the United States has now brokered multiple deals with a sports betting type company. So the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer have all signed sports betting partnership deals. And um, many professional sports franchises have followed suit as well. And these have included... Branding partnerships where you're naming a stadium. You know, for example, uh, New Orleans Saints uh, naming the um, Superdome uh, to the uh, Caesar's Dome, or whatever the name is, but it's something similar to that. Of course, sports books being created uh, in and around stadiums. Uh, Fenway Park is doing this. Um, you know, with a with a venue outside of the stadium, and of course, sports betting lounges uh, that are inside of the stadium. And then, of course, you have uh, online and mobile betting, which is live in Arizona and in 12 other states uh, as of this podcast in September of 2021. So there there is uh, there is a lot of growth in this space, and uh, there is a lot happening. But I think that there is reason for caution, and this was mentioned by former NFL coach and now um TV commentator, uh, Tony Dungy, very well-respected man, said that there should be a concern about the encouragement of betting in sports, particularly amongst the youth. And I think um, when we look at England as an example, there is definitely some impropriety issues that have arisen. And I think we need to be careful about this. Of course, uh, there's many, many ironic things that occur in life. And I think that there's a lot of irony in the fact that here we are in 2021 um, talking about the expansion of sports betting partnerships, and in terms of uh, naming partnerships, adding lounges, encouraging sports—you know—betting and sports books and the whole thing to increase engagement. But it should not be lost on us the irony of the 1919 Black Sox scandal. And Pete Rose's current ban for betting on baseball, and I just mentioned that because context is important, and uh, it's it's just interesting, sort of where we've come, right? Where uh, sports betting was kind of a big no-no, and then uh, now there's a lot of partnerships going on. I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I think ultimately, if a company can find ways to make you know money in an ethical way, uh, I think that it's okay. I think that the, there should just be an equal amount of regulation or oversight into this. And of course, this was all created by the 2018 U.S. Supreme Court decision, which, um, which in many ways took out the sting of the black market for, for sports betting, um, much like the alcohol prohibition did uh, in lifting of that. Um, but again, compliance and regulation uh, may become equally as important. And I think sports betting can learn a lot from the alcohol prohibition uh, and sort of how that plays out and making sure that there is an, indeed a true and free market as opposed to maybe, let's say, one or two distributors or in this sense, one and two gambling uh, brands that control most of the market, right? So I think that's going to be important. I think as it stands right now, uh, there is a lot of diversity in the gambling market. There is a lot of brands that are entering to this space and that are being, that are very successful in this space. So we'll sort of see how that, that continues to play out. Now I, I think it, it is interesting because I think arguably the prohibition against sports betting uh, was the second era of prohibition, a second noble experiment, if you will. But I think that gamification, which is this idea of using games and data to increase engagement and increase knowledge in something I think has created uh, this whole new environment uh, with sports betting and uh, implementation and integration. So, but again, gamification, it's all the craze today, uh, particularly when you're using data analytics and engagement. And when you combine this with health and tech and, um, and basically uh, taking player and athlete data When it comes to performance, human performance, I think that you get into some uh, additional gambling and sort of uh, analytical opportunities, right? So you're not only analyzing uh, how a team or a player has done or is doing, they're also analyzing the health performance, uh, which gets into some privacy issues, copyright issues. But I think the interesting thing is that sports betting data is, is currently being sold for a profit, which tells you about the market and the explosion of it so now with football uh thursday night football sort of changing gears talking about amazon and uh the potential for sports betting efforts here there's been no news that i know of to date that's talking about this but uh, amazon already currently controls the exclusive rights to thursday night football now they're leading in the effort to potentially land NFL's sunday ticket once the deal with direct tv expires which uh, it's either I think the end of at the end of this season or the next, but the model for streaming and uh, live sports betting could be introduced. You have a situation where you're watching an Amazon game through your Prime account or your Fire Stick or what have you, and you're on your couch and you're doing you know some mobile sports betting in the states that allow it, or you're you know clicking with your remote you know on different sports betting, or that's the best thing to do, but in many ways it kind of makes sense because. Uh, Amazon is already sort of the one-click place, right? You know, you search for something, you click it, it's shipped to your house. In this sense, it would just be, it would be shipped to your bank account or shipped out of your bank account in terms of dollars. But I think sort of for some context, the NFL is set to make $270 million from its sports betting um, partnerships in 2021. So when you consider that, how much more will the NFL's license to its copyrighted broadcast be once sports betting is included in the valuation for its next major negotiation? I would argue that it's likely double or triple an increase, which is normal in any case. But, uh, you know, generally when you're talking about six to eight, 10 year deals, it's going to double. But I think in this sense, it might be triple uh, when you add in sports betting, possibly even more. But I think for, that to be true, you have to increase engagement. And I think the idea with sports betting is that it increases engagement because people are more in tune to the process because they have a stake in the game. They have a stake in the match, right? They put money uh, onto a game to uh, be hopeful for a certain outcome. And so, again, I think this market is you know, currently blowing up and uh, it's expanding exponentially Uh, But, you know, there's going to be some normalization because eventually there's, you know, every team will have some sort of deal and um, and sort of, uh, I think there'll be some normalization until something new comes along. So some more context here, Super Bowl advertisements uh, are often the measure for the most expensive and funny and impactful commercials, right? Well, they're currently being sold for $6.5 million per 30-second spot on NBC. And NBC has already sold out every spot for the february 2022 super bowl and with fox set to broadcast 2023 super bowl and of course these are on um rotating basis right you know fox will go for three years nbc will go for three years and then um another three years will be another platform and so uh fox is already selling uh its ads and uh, that's two years in in advance so uh, you can bet pun intended uh, that uh, many of these commercials will be uh, produced and purchased, purchased and produced by sports betting companies. So I think going forward, uh, the sports industry and governmental regula- regulatory entities uh, must be equally as focused on keeping the game safe, fun, and ethical as it is on uh, bringing in revenue dollars, right? And so I think sports betting companies are already in a highly regulated industry. There's no doubt about that. So I think it's going to take some serious trust building between themselves, sports franchises themselves being the sports betting companies and books and that and brands and, um, sports franchises, leagues fans and government authorities in terms of regulation and trust and ethics and all that and impropriety. Now, I think, um, Again, many in the private industry will need, will be needed for uh, the, yeah, this idea of mental health and support. Uh, you know, gambling, um, you know, can and is a problem. Um, and, I, and I think that in the past, these roles have been filled by families, professionals, churches, community benefit organizations and companies that give back to support healthy environments and recovery. Um, so these folks are gonna be needed again. And I think as the sports betting Uh, grows and influence culture and acceptance we're going to need to be monitoring this and just making sure that we're spending enough time on uh, bringing in dollars as we are protecting uh, the public thank you again folks for uh, listening in but this has been this week's show on believe in sports law via the blue podcast network as always appreciate you listening in the show has been brought to you by Bet Online. And we look forward to being back with you next week. And thank you again for making the Believe in Sports Law podcast with Jeremy Evans, your host, uh, the number one sports law podcast in the world. Thank you so much and have a wonderful week.